One, two, three. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. That's what it is. Radicals on Wednesdays. That's why we just, you guys are rambunctious. <laughs> just all out there. No, no etiquette against the devil. Amen. Just be rude to the devil. Praise God. Let's pray before we get into this. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us, Lord. Blessing us to be here tonight. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Church said amen. amen. Praise God. Look at your neighbor. Yep. Clap for the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, get your Bible out. Okay, so uh, we're going to need this and and God's going to give it to us because he knows that we need it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Well, it's Wednesday night and we're always preaching on faith. And this is why I'm going to keep emphasizing it's important to come out and you guys are here. And I want you to start encouraging, uh, you know, your church family and stuff like that. Some of the greatest things happen on a Wednesday. I first found Word of Life. It wasn't even called Word of Life. It was Praise Chapel. And I first found that. That's where Pastor Miller was. I first found that on a Wednesday night. And that changed my life. And so we're probably coming up on 20 years later. But my life got totally changed just by by going on a Wednesday night. Amen. And so, uh, and obviously, the enemy is after our time. He's after our attention. He's after our commitment. And and let me just say this, you know, um, the the kingdom life is worth living, but it's not without sacrifice. Just like anything else, you're going to have to sacrifice to go up. Amen. So I appreciate you guys being out here and I appreciate you encouraging others to be out here um, so we can be strong as a church body. Amen. All right, well, I'm going to preach this word tonight entitled, The Word is Enough. The Word is Enough. And so uh, the enemy is busy about trying to get people to depend on other things, depend on other people, depend on all kinds of stuff. Even this, let me help you with this. There is power in prayer, and God will lead you to pray. But there is a connection between prayer and the word. And so you can't just be praying. God is going to direct you and he's going to give you some word. So you're going to be praying the word. Amen. And so you're going to be basically uh, echoing God's word back to him. Amen. In your prayer. Well, Father, you said in, you know, that by by his stripes, I'm healed. I know the blood of Jesus is working on my body. I mean, it's a communication. And so you want to be in a place in your life where, you know, The word is enough. Now, the word is enough to help you in any situation. The word is enough. The word will give you inspiration. Come on, somebody. If you're not inspired, you don't feel like you got that zeal. The word will give you 
inspiration. I mean, the, the word will give you motivation. Come on, somebody. The word will give you stimulation. I mean, sometimes you might feel out of touch, but you can get in that word and he'll lock you right into the spirit and you'll feel like, oh man, this thing is good. We are winning. We're not losing. We're ahead. And see, God is always doing something greater than what we can see on planet earth. But the way we tap into it is through the word. And so we got to make a commitment And so we understand that the word is enough. Now go to Ecclesiastes 8, 4, King James. Ecclesiastes 8, 4, King James. So he says, where the word of a king is, there is power. I want you to see that. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Now, two things I want you to realize tonight. One, you already know, Jesus is the king of kings. Come on. Oh, I didn't get in. Come on. Jesus is the king of kings. Ain't nobody higher than Jesus. Amen. And so two, you are a king. Amen. Come on, somebody. Now, because if you don't understand that you are a king, I'm going to give you the word on it. Then you won't understand what I'm teaching you tonight. I'm talking about power in the word, but we're going to be talking about releasing the word. I'm not releasing the word as a stepchild. Come on, somebody. I'm not releasing the word as an outsider. I'm releasing this word as a king. And so where the word of a king is, there is power. And so when we start to understand who we are, we got to go by the book. Now go to Revelation. I didn't give this back there, but this is a bonus scripture. Revelation 510. Revelation 510, King James. I want you to go over there. When you guys get to listening to me, what you do, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture. But if you start tracking it, now you, there's a couple ways of tracking it. You can listen to what I, the scripture I say. You can write it down, go back, read it later. Or when you go back and listen to this, listen to it as though you're studying, as though you're in college. Don't, don't just play, oh, I heard that. No, you didn't hear it in your spirit. You can't hear it in your spirit the first time all the time. So you got to go back and you got to let this word develop you. That's how I got to where I am in, in my life today. I got there by absorbing the word. I mean, studying it, going back, listening. I would listen to my pastor. Pre- I still listen to every everything he ever preached. I still listen to it to this day. Why? Because I'm still growing. Amen. And there's things that's coming that are of a tremendous benefit to those that will plug into it. And so this is what the word says and has made. So this is what God has done and has made unto our God. So he made us unto our God. What? Kings and priests. And so we've been made kings and priests and what? And we shall reign on earth. Okay. We shall reign on earth. I'm going to give you another bonus scripture. Um, go to uh, Romans 5, 17 in the Amplified Classic. I'm just giving you all some foundation because I want you to look at yourself through the right eyes. I want you to see yourself the way you're supposed to see yourself. Now you'll be able to act like you're supposed to act in the earth. And so this is talking about people were basically... Uh, put in a category of sin based on the sin of people before them. Amen. And so what this is saying is the law considered you guilty just because, man, it, it, even though you didn't do that sin, that's just the way it is. Well, he's saying for if 
because of one man's trespass. He's talking about Adam. So you guys know this, right? Because of Adam, man is born into sin. Man is not born righteous anymore. Man has to be born again to take on righteousness. And so what he's saying is for if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death reign through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness. What is that doing? This is what Jesus does for us, putting them into right standing with himself. So if we were all willing to understand we're sinners, amen? I mean, did you know you were a sinner? I mean, maybe you didn't use that word, but you knew you was a sinner. Amen. Everybody just, you know what I'm saying? And some people, they know they're a sinner, but they don't know they're the righteousness of God. I mean, that part just didn't get taught because it's easier to identify with failure than it is to identify with victory. Amen. Come on, because when you put yourself out there as though I'm, I'm not identifying with failure no more. That ain't where I live. I live over here in royalty. Oh, now all of a sudden that seems like it's pressuring. It's not pressuring as long as you got revelation, as long as you know who you are. And so if everybody was falling, and how many know today they still calling themselves sinners? I'm talking about people in church. Oh, I'm just, I'm just a filthy sinner saved by grace. Man, is that all you got? I mean, man, the blood didn't do more than, you know what I'm saying? And so what happens is people act according to what they say about themselves. If you call yourself a filthy sinner saved by grace, then what you're going to be looking for every day? I know I'm going to mess up. So you're not going to be looking for no favor. You're going to be looking for like some handouts. Come on, somebody. You're going to be looking. You're going to be hoping not to get a whooping. Amen. Come on. I'm not waking up every day hoping I don't get a whooping. I'm waking up every day. Uh, just looking forward to the next door. God's wanting me to walk through so that I can have favor and abundance coming into my life. Come on. I'm, I'm waking up every day looking for my next miracle. I'm not looking for no whooping. Amen. Amen. And so when we look at this, we can put that back up there. We understand if they accepted the sin, even though they didn't do the sin, but because of Adam, everybody identified with it. Well, what he's saying is surely we ought to take on what Jesus has done. Surely if they could identify as sinners, now that the blood has been shed and Jesus, come on, died and rose again on the third day, he says, more, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, much we most definitely come on y'all look at your name say i'm definitely ruling as a king man please come on if i was a sinner and i was identifying with that old mess then i'm surely man you got to be kidding me i'm walking around here in royalty now because the blood was enough amen and so he says much they so surely reign as kings in life Through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Stop right there. Reign as kings. What? What does that say? In life. life. So I'm going to tell you what life that's talking about. That's life on planet earth. Amen. That is not the afterlife. That is not life in heaven. That's life right now. And we're going to reign as kings because we live our lives through Jesus. So what does it mean? You give your life to Jesus. Where is he? He's in your heart. And so he becomes 
uh, you become a part of him and you come into this fellowship with him. And so now you're walking around. Know ye not that you are the temple of the living God and that his spirit dwells in you. So Amen. the Holy Ghost is in me and that's making me alive. Amen. I'm quickened with Christ. Amen. Y'all in here. I'm, I'm quickened with Christ. And so if I'm quickened with Christ, that means the old man is dead. The old man that inherited sin and sinful ways and sinful nature, that man is dead. But the new man, come on, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Well, the new man is now walking around as a king. Now, I'm not walking around as a king because of my bloodline or or what somebody did or what I inherited from some family member. I'm talking about my kingdom status. And now you got to receive that. He says you got to receive that overflowing grace, unmerited favor. You got to receive it. You got to say, I'm a king even if I don't feel like it. I'm a king even if I don't deserve it. Because this, the fact that I'm a king really don't have nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with who's in me. Y'all in here with me. And so now if you understand that, you say, okay, I got that. So now I'm going to reign as a king. Well, now I start to understand, okay, when we had gone to uh, Ecclesiastes 8, 4, he says the word of a king, where the word of a king is, there is power. And so now you start to see yourself as a king. And so you start saying stuff like, well, where my word is, come on. You ain't going to get this at every church where, oh, where my word is, there's power. I ain't even got to be over there. Y'all need me to show up over there where my word is. The power going to be there. Now, if you see yourself like that, you're going to act like that. Now, who should you be acting like? There you go. You should be acting like Jesus. You shouldn't be acting like. Uh, people you know or people you've seen or or no, you need to be acting like Jesus. Well, y'all think Jesus doubted himself? No. Nope. You think he doubted the word that was coming out of him? No. Never. And so as he is, so are we in this world. First John four seventeen. And so I'm supposed to be acting like Jesus in the earth. Now, who is Jesus? We know his status and his power. Go to Revelation nineteen sixteen. And so we're clear. So I I told you, you got to be clear on two things. Jesus is the king of kings and Lord of lords. And you got to be clear on the fact that you're a king. And I just gave you the scripture to back it up. And we're going to read this one here to to let us know what the Bible says about Jesus. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings. Y'all in here with me. So that means if you're a king, he's the king that's over you. Oh, come on. And see, I only got one king that's over me, and that's King Jesus. Amen. And so he is the king of kings and Lord of lords. And this is all about authority. This is not, um, well, pastor, well, but, but I'm a queen. Cause, cause I'm, cause, cause I'm a woman. I'm, I'm, I'm a queen. Well, ain't no scripture that says he's queen of queens. So this queen that's why I don't say queen. That's why you watch out for these people, man. It's all this uh, 
feminist movement and all this. You know, your authority is not assigned to your gender. Your authority is assigned to your position. Amen. And so it has nothing to do whether you are a male or a female. The fact is you are king. And so we're talking about spiritual authority. And so guess what? A woman is a king. A man is a king. Now, if the world doesn't understand that, we don't care. Because we're not in this world to please this world. We're in this world to dominate this world. Amen. And so a woman's going to dominate in the world like a king. A man's going to dominate in the world like a king. Amen. Because in the spirit, we are all kings and priests. Because the blood of Jesus has given us a new level of authority. See, you cannot divide your authority. This is not like a husband and a wife. It's not the same thing. This is not like, oh, well, you know, this one's here. And, uh, well, you know what? He's the president. I'm the vice president. No, we all the president. Amen. We all running the whole thing. Amen. Now, can you accept that? Now, as a woman, you go around talking about I'm a king. People going to look at you funny. <laughs> but are you are, can you accept that? Can you can you accept a little confusion on the faces of others? So how you doing? I'm just living like a king up in here, man. Just walking as a king in the earth. Huh? Now, you don't have to lose your femininity to be a king. Let me just add this over. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to. No, because it's spirit in the spirit. See, he even tells us that uh, in Galatians chapter three, there there's neither. Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, male nor female, but they're all one in Christ. Amen. Amen? Amen. Y'all, y'all understand this? Amen. Come on, let me, let me, I got Brother Greg working back there. Galatians 3, 26. Y'all see why I want y'all to come on Wednesdays? Amen. You be getting the machine gun of the word. Ooh. I mean, just, man. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? And then maybe back that up. I don't know if it's, uh, it's reading down into it. Maybe go, if you can go 20, Four or something. But um, so I know it says something about male, female, and all that type of stuff. Let me see. Got the trusty. Okay, down there. There it is. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. You see that? Now, obviously, we still have males. And we still have females in the earth. Obviously, we need males and we need females in order to reproduce. So we understand that. But this is talking spiritually. And so and this is what's important that we understand where I am spiritually. So when God is looking at my spiritual stature, he is not looking at me as a male or female. He is looking at me as a child of God. And that's all based on my position. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen. Did y'all get that? Amen. Did anybody see anything about Baptists up in there? <laughs> Pentecostal or whatever else these people want to call. I'm just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes they be mixing them. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, the people got the Baptist roots because they grew up Baptist, but then they mess around and got hit with the Holy Ghost, so they now they are Bapticostal. 
right? But all these traditional things really don't mean anything. What matters is what's your status? What are you in the spirit? You know what I'm saying? What are you in the spirit? That's why I'm big on uh, Jesus and I'm not big on race and all that. You, you, you're never going to see me marching, uh, supporting a race or nothing. If it ain't Jesus, I ain't marching. I can't get amen right there. If it ain't representing Jesus, I'm not in it. Well, can you carry this flag? No, I sure cannot because that ain't representing Jesus because we are all one in Christ. Amen. And how many know when you got a revelation of this, you can't be discriminated against. Come on, who going to discriminate against you? Amen. What color? I said this in years past. Well, what color is your spirit? Praise mm. God. The devil don't know what to do with that. That's why we are what we are, right? Multicultural. We got all these people, different people from all these different backgrounds. Amen. And we, but we got the same spirit. Amen. And that's all that matters, amen? And we, we won't have no division. We won't have no, you know, stuff like that because we understand who we are. And so now he, Jesus, as we, as we looked at Revelation 19, 16, he is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so now we know he's the king above us. So we're kings too. And so that means he has power. So what do we have? Power. power. And so now we're talking about delegated authority, right? That delegated authority is something that he gives unto you. He says, and you don't have to turn that, but Ephesians 2, 6, he's going to raise us up. And sit together with him in heavenly places. And so that's a place of rulership. That's a place of dominance. That's uh, a place of acting as a king and doing what kings do. Right? You know what kings do not do? We don't argue. Oh, I can't get amen right there. Because a king is not trying to prove you wrong because they already know they're right. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. A king is not trying to prove anybody wrong because they already know they're right. That's like being confident where you just say it. And you ain't got to say it again. If you keep saying it, you're trying to convince somebody to believe what you're saying. Amen. But if you know that what you're saying is right. You ever seen in, in any history books where they're debating with a king? <laughs> this man was arguing with the king. Off with his head. I mean, you know, Esther was, that's why Esther was nervous. Mordecai told Esther, hey, you know, you better go up in there, man, because, you know, you got to go speak on behalf of our people. You got to go to the king. She said, I can't go up in there unannounced. Why? Because it was known that if you just rolled up on the king, isn't that messed up? I mean, you just roll up there talking about, excuse me, off with his head. Well, uh, uh because there was a level of authority that had to be respected. Amen. And that king wasn't going to be repeating itself. Amen. That king wasn't going to be, you know what I'm saying? That's why it's good as parents, you know, don't be giving your kids no threats. You know what I mean? Do that again. Do that again. That means they already did something that deserved a whooping. And so you said do that again. So now what, you going to give them two whoopings? You can get whooped twice. No, but most of the time parents, they don't understand their authority. And so they're still negotiating. 
And so they say, I told you to stop. You better stop. You better. You're no king. Come on, you're not acting like a king. Because if you're acting like a king, you're going to say it, and that's what you meant. Amen. Amen. And your word will be obeyed. And so, um, now, if we understand this, Jesus is the king of kings, Lord of lords, and we know we're grafted right in there, and so we got delegated authority. Now, we can understand that there is power. Where the word of a king is, there is power. And so now, if you think about it, where the word of a king is, there is power, but it can't just be the word. We got to understand the spiritual authority. So what does this mean? It's not just you say anything. You say, oh, I'm a king. So I said that. Yeah, but it ain't going to carry the same amount of power unless it's the word of God. Amen. And so you can't just say people like to say stuff. Well, what I said goes, okay, but. You got to understand your spiritual position. And now there are some things that have changed. So we don't just release words. We got to release God's word because no word has greater power than God's word. Amen. I've been teaching this for a long time. I've been trying to encourage uh, people and anybody that listens to me. You got to get the word. You got to you got to memorize. You got to retain it. But then you got to know how to put the word on it. Oh, come on. You got to put the word on situations of life. Well, a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. Man, what, huh, what? Put the word, what you mean? Decree it. Put the word on it. Amen. You have authority. Release it as a king. And so we need to release God's word into every situation. Look at your name and say every situation. Every situation. Oh, man, there's a plenty of complaining going on. Amen. Amen. Plenty of complaining. There's always some type of thing you can complain about. Oh, man, this is that way. This is that way. But did you put the word on it? Oh, see, I. Well, you know, this these kids, man, they ain't been acting right. Did you put the word on it, though? Did you send the word into that situation? Did you send the word? Now, this is why you have to commit. You have to commit to coming to church, you have to commit to listening to teachings. You have to listen to the sermons again. You got to get it so that you can be equipped. Amen. That's what this ministry is all about. This ministry is about developing soldiers, right? This ministry is not about gathering church goers. How I many know? Don't nobody care about that. You want to be with a whole bunch of weak people? Why? I'm talking about. Ain't nobody got enough power to get over nothing. And we just all happy to be together, just as weak, just weak as can't cast out a demon. Amen. Come on. How many know if a demon showed up in this parking lot, how many people going to be gone? I'm talking about churches packed right now. We got a lot of parking lot, a lot of Sundays, you know, all these church people. Let one demon show up. You know who ain't going nowhere? Me. I'll be right here. Because we're built different. I believe you'll be here with me. And we'll be standing our stance and we'll be telling that devil where to go. Because we know who we are. Amen. And that's very, very important. Now, if you start to understand this, you say, okay, I have been given permission to release the word. Like, wait, because some people still think this is a, a sacred document oh I just be careful 
Be careful the way you hold the Bible. You, you can't just. I don't have to be careful about how I hold the Bible. I need to get up in this thing and I need to get familiar with it. Come on, somebody. I, I don't need to keep it clean. I say, I don't know if that's. Oh, that might be blasphemous for you to have all them highlights in your Bible. I don't that You're desecrate. You're desecrating the word. And see, you know, some people got these Bibles where. The leather never even loosened up. It's so stiff. You know, if I come over your house and your Bible's so stiff, I know you ain't reading. Amen. I know you ain't reading. And don't be trying to talk about, well, Pastor, I'm reading everything on mine online because I've been in, got on your uh, Bible app and checked your stats. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We supposed to get up in here, man, and just, I mean, man, this Bible's powerful. But see, the more you get it in you, the more confidence you'll have. And you don't want to just be a believer, but you want to be a word believer. You want to be you don't want to just be a Christian. You want to be a word Christian where you're able to use the word and release it. And so we got to release God's word into every situation. And let me let me help you with this. I want you to try start doing some of this stuff. Put the word on stuff first before you start putting everything else. Because a lot of times people, they might pray, but they don't put the word on it. So they pray and then they go on about doing something. Come on, uh, figuring out a solution. So I prayed about it and then they just go on and doing a solution, but they never sent no word on it. Amen. Come on, you got you got a financial situation. You could pray about it, but then God's going to say, now send the word, put the word on it. A lot of people pray about it. Then they complain about it and then they pray about it. Then they complain about it. Then they complain about it. Then they complain about it until they do something about it. But they never once sent the word. But what if you would have sent the word? Maybe you would have sent the word and the word would have done something and you wouldn't have had all that time to complain. But now you got to know who you are, though. If you don't see yourself as a king in the earth, you're not going to put the word like that. That's why a lot of these churches, they don't, they think uh, churches like this one, they think we're uh, heretics. You know, they will call us, you know, these whatever, because we're not doctrinally, doctrinally sound. I mean, you, uh, what are you doing? You're, you're saying the word like you're speaking it from your mouth pertaining to your situation. Who gives you the authority to do that? You know, isn't that what the Pharisees said to Jesus? Jesus was doing stuff and they said, who are you? Well, Jesus let them know. Amen. Hey, and we can let them know. I'm a son of God. God. I'm a king. Why am I doing this? Oh, watch this. I'm about to bind your mouth. (laughs) Oh, how come you can't talk? Oh, man. See, what if, man, you know, people don't, they can't argue with you when you're walking in kingdom authority. You, You don't have to, listen, You somebody could be coming at you crazy and you have the authority. I bind your mouth now in Jesus name. And they won't even be able to talk about you. They won't even be able to say stuff behind your back. They'll start getting nervous and sweating and getting stomach aches and sick and all kind of stuff. But you got to know this. You got to know that you have this type of authority. Amen. And so you can release the word into every situation and his word has enough power. Look at your neighbor and say, his word has enough power. His word has enough power 
to bring change. Oh, man. We ain't just now it's one thing when you come and and we are a a church that we're big on this. And Brother Dan does a good job on keeping those songs in line because he knows how we are. We we don't believe in singing no defeated songs. Uh, We don't care about if, oh, we don't we have just the beautiful band, the beautiful everything. No, no, no. But we sing in some words of power. And so we're not ever going to be in here singing no defeated stuff. And so, but that's one thing when you're singing it and that's good. And you can feel comfortable because people are the most people come to church. They'll feel comfortable singing along with those songs. They feel like they've been authorized. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're authorized, man. You're, you're at church. This is what we do. You're authorized to sing those songs and you're authorized to go along with what that and all that. And, and you are releasing words from your mouth and things like that. But how many of y'all know that it's not what you do in church is what you do out of church. Amen. I mean, I'm talking about when you're at your house and you're going through something. Now, are you feeling the same level of authority? Amen. Are you feeling as comfortable saying, oh, no, in the name of Jesus, this is what the word says. And this is what I'm putting out there. Amen. Now, you can release words into the atmosphere and those words will start working yeah. and they'll start working for you. And the word of God. His word is enough. Now, once again, you can't just release words. I sure hope this gets better. That ain't. You sure hope it gets better. And the devil be like, ain't, ain't he cute? Oh, that shit. Oh, it ain't getting better. But, you know, I like, I'm happy that you have hope. But no, when you say, oh, no, this is getting better. Matter of fact, Every detail is working out to benefit me. This thing is working because God works all things together for my good. Amen. And you can quote the word on and put the word out there. And guess what? The word will be working. And, and, and it's enough to bring change. Go to Psalm 107, 20. Psalm 107, 20. So he, what did he do? He sent his word what and healed them so what healed them oh man you mean the word itself has healing power in it so he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions just by sending the word boy i'm telling you this is powerful and so i can't just send my word i gotta send his word because no word has more power than God's word. And I know we teach that, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so you got to be careful. Don't speak bad things on yourself. We get all that. But how many know that's elementary over here at this church? Uh, that's elementary speaking death. I'm sick. I'm feeling terrible. Oh, really? Dang. I mean, we're going to put you in the kindergarten class. We'll put you over there. Because I mean, we got kids that's got more power than that. Ha! <laughs> Come on, somebody. We got kids in this church that got more power than that. But when you step it up now, you're like, oh, I'm not just going to watch out and make sure I don't say the wrong thing. Amen. I just, you know, I'm just going to hold my tongue. But if you're holding your tongue, what are you decreeing? Mm -hmm. Oh, come on. See, if you holding your tongue sounds like you trying not to mess up. That's what it sounds like. But when you got revelation of who you are now and your spiritual authority, you're not 
uh, living your life trying not to mess up. You're living your life decreeing and declaring. You're creating change with your words. You're creating, you're influencing atmospheres with your words. Do you know you can dictate what kind of day you're going to have at work? Before you get there. You don't have to get there and, and see, get there. To, it seemed like, seemed like everybody up in here got an attitude. What's a, you know, and then you go up in there with all that offense. Now you're offended. What you looking at? Man, you can be decreeing. You send it. See, I, I send the word to places before I go there. Oh, come on. I send the word out so that the word will prepare that place to receive me. Amen. Amen. And so that now when I walk in, I don't have to fight against all this opposition because I already sent the word. See, it's one thing if you show up and there's all this attack going on and you learn to fight against the attack. But what if you leveled up and said, I'm going to send the word to fight for me while I sleep? Then that way I'll show up and everything will be like it's supposed to be. Y'all understand this is the kind of power we have? And so he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. It's the word. He sent that word. Now go to Matthew 8, 8. Matthew 8, 8. And we know these scriptures, but the centurion answered and said. Now, uh, even, even uh, actually back up, I gave him Matthew 8, 8, but just back up a little bit. He's talking about. The, the man says, you know what? My servant is sick. And this is what he's telling Jesus. I think it's maybe five. five. Okay, go up to five. Then we'll read on down. And Jesus was entered into Capernaum when he entered in there. There came unto him a centurion beseeching him. He's begging him, pleading with him. And uh, next verse, verse six. And saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy and grievously tormented. Next verse. And Jesus says unto him, I will come and heal him. Y'all see that? Amen. He says, I will come and heal him. But the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only. Stop right there. Amen. You got to see this now. Who am I talking about? Jesus. Who is he? The king of kings. And Lord of Lords. And so he's the king that's over me. And who am I? A king. And so he's showing me what kings do. And now somebody's recognizing somebody that recognizes authority. They're able to see this and they say the centurion. He understood authority because he had people under him. He says, you don't have to come. I'm not worthy that you come under my roof, but just speak the word only. And then what? And my servant, what? How many people are praying them hopeful prayers? Oh, well, uh, Lord, please, please heal her. Please, come on, Lord, come on. But what does he say? This man said, oh, I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house, but send the word, just speak it, speak it only. And guess what? My service is going to be healed. You understand that this man had an expectation that all he had to do is ask Jesus to send the word. And he knew that when he got home, the service was going to be fine. Amen. He believed in the authority. And so now we start to understand that. Dang, Jesus, you he was healing people without touching them. 
Now, I know we'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But as he is, so are we in the world. So we can do some stuff. You can send the word. But you got to just know who you are. And you got to be willing to send it. And you send it over there and it will accomplish. And he said, you speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Now, I mentioned this earlier, but there is a time for prayer. So I want to I want to help you guys because there's a lot of people that are prayer warriors, which is good. We sh- you should be a prayer, you know, and just pray. That's, that's a good thing. But what I find, uh, I, I believe is happening more so than not. There's there's more praying than there is speaking. And so, if we understand, you got to understand your spiritual authority. So you say, I just pray. You know, I pray a lot, pray a lot. That's good. Prayer changes things. That's wonderful. But there's levels that God has for you. And so, for you to reign as kings, you cannot just pray. That, that, that's not going to get you into that place of victory that God has for you. You're not going to be able to establish your dominion by praying. Okay, so what is praying? Now, if you are praying this way, then I will correct you. You don't pray telling God what to do. So when you pray, you posture yourself properly. You humble yourself before the Lord. You know who he is. And now you're praying, you're asking, maybe you ask God, Lord, I need help on this. I need help on that. Now you can quote his word back to him. Well, you said in your word, da, da, da. that's OK, but you're not telling God what to do. Amen. You're not telling God to bless your steps. No, God, what steps do you want me to take? What direction do you want me to go? And I will obey you and walk in that path. I don't have to ask you to bless that path because the path that you send me on is already blessed. You you understand that? See, and that's prayer. Well, you can pray and ask God for help. Lord, can you help this situation, help that situation? That's one thing. But when you start talking about your position as a king, now, when we're talking about our position as kings in the earth, this is beyond prayer. This is what happens after prayer. Can I get an amen right there? And so when I've communed and fellowship with my God, then now I'm getting downloaded. I'm getting built up. And now I'm going to get something. He's going to give me something to speak. And so I go in there and pray, Lord, I don't know what to do about this situation. Da, da, da. And then next thing you know, he's going to give me something to say. Now, I must learn how to say it in the earth because in this. Okay, so not to get too deep on you guys, but when I'm in the third heaven, I'm I'm communing with God. That's behind the veil. That's me and God. Right. That's that's some stuff he's going on. And and it's really just supposed to be me and God. And so all that matters is that me and God are communicating. Right. But now when I start stepping down, even if I step down into the second heaven. Demons don't know how to read your mind. So I said, imagine this. Now, I'm not calling your kids a demon. Don't don't make that association. But a person knows if the kid is doing something wrong, what do you do? How many of y'all have just now some parents have had that mean discipline. So so then the parent knew how to give a look and and the look had some meaning behind it. 
and there was some get right that came after. Uh, mm-hmm, no words had to be spoken. But most of the time you have to tell them. You don't just look at them and hope they do right. Prayer is like that quiet time, that quiet language. You know, you're you're just communing with God. But you can't just be like this and a demon. You know, you got demonic activity trying to attack you and you just. They don't get it. They don't even know who you're praying to. They don't know what it is. I mean, you just. But when you come on, we don't have no examples of kings doing that. A king is establishing dominion with their words. And that's what you have to do. And so there's a time for prayer and prayer is very important. But in that prayer time, God's going to give you something to say. And you're going to speak that thing into the atmosphere, into the situation, not just speaking as a person, but speaking as a king. And so now your words are going to be the word of God and it's going to bring about change. And so there's a time for prayer, but there's also a time to send the word. Look at your name and say, send the word. Okay, now the word is a worker. I want you guys to know that the word is a worker. And so the word is a worker that will continue to work long after you've gone to sleep. The word is a worker that will continue to work long after you've gone to sleep. And so you got to learn how to send it out. And now here's a, 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 a help for you, or maybe an encouragement or a challenge. We can't just know the word. Now, how many of you guys have been in that place where you read your Bible enough? And it could be here. I'm preaching and, and you, I, I can call a scripture and you go, I know that. I know that scripture. Yeah, I know that. I know that. And you're familiar. You have this familiarity with the word. You know, I know that scripture. But knowing it is not enough. Come on. Because how many know there's a lot of people that know the word, but don't have victory. Come on, somebody. They know the word. They know what the Bible says, but they don't have victory. Just because you know the Bible. It does not mean you're going to live a victorious life. And so we can't just know the word. We have to learn how to release the word. Praise God. Man. Just imagine. See, this world is all, man, they, they try to get us to. They, they basically try to get us to misunderstand power. So we think power is in our hands and and our might and. And in our money or in the things that we can do, that's not real power. Our power is in our words. Our ability to release words into the atmosphere from our position. That's why it's important that you keep getting all these teachings. You can't just be releasing words and and you're not even in position. Huh? You, you're trying to release words like a king and, and you're not even a, you ain't even got knight status yet. So ain't nothing going to work. In fact, that's going to make matters worse for you. 
Because the enemy knows how to spot a fraud. He can spot a fake a mile away. Somebody, that's why, you know, don't ever be fake with me. Just keep it 100. Because that, that's, the only, that's the only thing that's going to work. Don't ever get caught up trying to impress me. I'm, I'm not the one. This, this got to be a lifestyle. You know, don't, don't be getting around and, you know, get around the church people and try to learn some lingo or something. Because I might quiz you. I, I was talking to this one brother at the gym. He, I, I wasn't trying to be mean, but... You know, some people be talking that Christian talk and all that type of stuff. And and they don't understand power and authority. And I try to share as much as I can. But I just said, um, how many scriptures, you know, give me like three scriptures. Brother was dumbfounded. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You go to church, you read your Bible. Come on, what you what you working with? Oh, see, when you put me on the spot like that. Okay, see, you ain't ready. You're not ready. Amen? Amen. You know, that's just like people, they they talk a lot of talk. All this, I got all this skills, I got this, and blah, 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 get popped in the lip, and they like stunned. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. What happened to all your counter and all the stuff you said you had? Well, we have to be in a position where we know who we are in Christ but then we develop this. And so that, you know, because if you're just asked, do you know any scriptures and you can't come up with nothing? Surely you won't come up with anything. If a demon shows up on you, you sure ain't about to come up with no scripture. If you got that kind of pressure coming on you, you're not going to come up. So what do you got to do? Practice, practice. Train in this, train in the word. Now, where are you going to get it? You're going to get it from prayer. You can go to prayer. God's going to give you a word. Every time you pray to God about something, he's going to give you some word on it. Amen. Y'all didn't hear me. Every time you pray to God about something, he's going to give you word. He's going to give you word. And so now, let's see, you already asked him. You don't have to keep going back asking him. You already prayed about that. So you go pray and, and then God's going to say, here's the word. And then you just release the word. Now, what do you do? You confess that word. You keep releasing that word into the atmosphere until it changes, until things change. Amen. And they, these things will change. And so we can't just know the word. We have to learn to release the word and send it out on assignment. And so Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it. Bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I've sent it to. This word is a worker and the word doesn't know how to not work. It's going to go forth. And so if I understand when I'm releasing words, it's not just words. See, I'm not just talking uh, positive talk. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not talking just, you know, positive talk. Well, I'm I'm blessed. Okay, that's good. But how do you know you're blessed? See what I'm saying? They that are Christ are blessed with faithful Abraham. Amen. You know, you start quoting the word. Well, now. You're sending that thing out and it's establishing stuff because 
after all these years. Think about all these different religions that are out there in the world. Every time somebody tries to dispute this, they end up getting saved. And so what they do is they just avoid it. They say, oh, no, you know, we'll take a little bit of it, but we ain't going to spend that much time in that book. We're going to we acknowledge it a little bit over there, but we're not going to say, you know, people say I've been studying, but you get to studying this this word. It's living. Nobody can dispute it. Just like Jesus. Right. That's where all the problems come when it comes to all these different religions. What do they do with Jesus? Well, you know why they are stunned? Because they can't find them. Oh, come on, somebody. They have not found any remains. They can't explain it. Because he's the true and living God. And so when we're on to something like this, which is true, then we understand this is the final authority that cannot be defeated, cannot be disputed. Man, you get to release in a word over your house. The devil can't pass the word. Come on, he can't come past the word. You start releasing peace and you start quoting scripture, releasing it out. You start releasing the word over your money, over your, all your, you, the word. The devil can't come past the word. The word is a barrier. It's a force that he cannot deal with. So what he tries to do is get you to fall for emotions and all these other things and get you off the word. And then he wants to try to get you to, you know, release some other stuff. But we're going to release the word as kings, not just words, but God's words. Go to Job 22. We're going to close in a minute. Job 22, 28. Thou shalt decree a thing. That's what kings do. Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy ways. And so that light, that light is revelation. You've ever been in a situation, I'm sure you have, where maybe you didn't know what to do or you didn't have a path where you would just kind of, and you pray about it, but then you pray and God starts to let you know, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon thy way. So when I decree, when I speak the word, it's like popping up a big searchlight. And so it might have been dark, but now I decreed the word and now the searchlight is on. And so now all of a sudden I say, oh, that's where that's the path right there. But that comes after you decree it. Y'all in here with me. And so you decree it. And so light, revelation, direction. Now, Psalm 119, 105, Psalm 119, 105. He says, thy word is what? A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. And so if you walking around in darkness, decree the word and let the light come on. Let the light shine so that now you start to see the path that you're supposed to take. Go to Psalm 45 1. Psalm 45 1. I'm just giving you a lot of scripture because we got to be standing on this. He says, my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. And so God's just going to be speaking through you. Imagine God downloading. Have you guys been in this situation where you went to go speak some or the word, a, a, a scripture came up in your spirit and you spoke it and you spoke that scripture out loud. Well, now you're speaking life into the atmosphere and that word is starting to do some things and bring change. Psalm 37 30. We'll close right here. Psalm 37 30. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom. See that? And his tongue talketh of judgment. And then I think maybe next verse. I might not have given that. 
Next verse. There it is. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. See, this is a long way away from being a filthy sinner saved by grace, isn't it? This, and when this is like light years away, but that's what God has for you. And you didn't have to earn it. You had to receive it. Amen. You didn't have to figure it out. You just had to say, yes, Lord. And God says, I got all this stuff for you. And so you're going to leave this message tonight. All you got to do is say, yes, Lord. That's what you want me to do. Well, I'll do it. Listen. And you know what's so powerful is you don't even have to know how to speak all this word like I'm saying. The Holy Ghost is going to do it through you. Because God gives the comforter, the paracletos, he going, man, now if you're praying right, remember you go in that prayer, you're not telling God what to do. If you got, you still on that level of prayer, then you, none of this is going to work. You humble yourself before God. Amen. Now, the Holy Ghost is going to be working on you. He's going to just, he'll tell you. The paracletos, he'll tell you what to say. He'll tell you when to say it. You don't even have to worry about it. But what's going to be coming out of you is the word. Now, what the Holy Ghost will also do is you'll be praying. You say, Lord, and you just in that prayer, then he'll, he'll say, get in my word. Yeah. That's how you get this. See, you get all these highlights and stuff. You don't get this just, you know, <laughs> leaving it on the shelf. Amen. You get all this stuff by getting in it. Amen. So I'm going to spend time in the word. Now, this is. Building up a bank, a reservoir. And now I have creative force on the inside of me. What if you saw yourself as one walking around the earth with creative force in your heart? If you have creative force in your heart, guess what? That creative force is going to come out of your mouth because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. Y'all ready to start speaking as kings? Come on. Give the Lord a hand clap up in here. Amen. We're not in this earth to get by. We're not here to just get along. We're here to dominate. And we're going to reign in this earth as kings because of Christ Jesus. Amen. The blood prevails. The blood has grafted us in. And now we will do what he's called us to do. And we'll release the word into atmospheres, things will change because of what we say. Amen. Amen. Let's call, let's close in prayer. Yeah. Clap for Jesus. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us. We thank you for the word that went forth. We know it's working even now. Not pray right now. Maybe there's someone watching this and you don't know Jesus as Lord. We want to invite you in. Come on into this family. Jesus has his arms open to receive you. You just got to say yes. Church says repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord, amen.